Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast episode 57. And today we are joined by Santiago Villamil Odon, who is a partner at China In-Law Partners Law Firm based in Shanghai. Hello, Santiago. Hi, Joan. How, How are, are you? you? I'm very <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm so glad I didn't butcher your name. Yes. yes. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, don't worry. I, I, I heard worse. You I heard <laughs> somebody calling me Odwan. Odwan. <laughs> so is it Odon? It's Odon, right? It's Odone, but yes, you're you closer than most people. Okay, I feel so good. Thank you. <laughs> so, firstly, you did good. You did good. Thank you so much. Welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for joining us today. And you're joining us from Shanghai, which is amazing. I'm in Kunshan, so it's my first interview um, with someone who's actually based in China, which is really cool. So I'm excited. And um, so you're a partner at China Law in Partners Law Firm. Um, you worked at an, as an attorney in your country where you're originally from, which is Argentina, Argentina, which you, um, which you were working and you were based for a number of years prior to moving here to China. You were a legal advisor, you were attorney, or as we say in the UK, solicitor. And it looks like you've always worked in, in business. Is that correct? I did, I did. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. And you graduated with a degree from business school as well as your law degree. So I guess you were born to do the work that you're doing now, which is helping startups and businesses here in China. I guess so too, yes. yes yeah, yes, yes. yeah, well, yeah. Well, life took me that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, I was thinking, how can I help people? And I was yeah. like, okay, I want to be a psychologist. Yeah. But it was like, Okay, I don't know if it's going to give me money. <laughs> I know, so I, know. I said, like, okay, what other profession can help me to help people, right? So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, lawyer. Mm -hmm. and so I went that way. I went that way so a long time your, ago. <laughs> I know you did your law degree at Pontifica Universidad Católica Argentina Law School. Yes. Exactly. And then you did an MBA as well. So you, you studied a lot. <laughs> you studied a lot. I, I did, yes, I did. I, I read a lot of books uh, regarding mm -hmm. law. I don't know if uh, a lot of books regarding other subjects, but <laughs> of, of law, I can, I can tell you that I read a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, you were fluent in English, obviously, in your native tongue, which is Spanish. It looks like you know French and you speak Chinese. Uh, as they say here, idiom diem, uh, a little bit. Because, a little bit. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been studying, but that doesn't mean that you can speak Chinese. You, yeah. you, most of all, you, you know also about that, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, but you, you pick up a few words here and there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I have traveled a lot. I have not lived in a lot of countries. Mm -hmm. I have lived in Buenos Aires my whole life. Yeah. And then I came straight to Shanghai. Mm -hmm. uh, but I travel a lot because of my parents. I thank them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely. took me to a couple of places. They, they also like to travel. So, yes, I've seen a lot of cultures and I'm very, very glad, very thankful about that. Yeah, definitely. It opens up your mind. It, you know, travel is, I always say travel is the best education. It's so good for us to travel and makes us so much more tolerant and just inclusive in our mindset you know it challenges it challenges all of your perceptions of, of people and ideas and things so it's it's good all around i think 
Well, uh, for me, it was like that. When I came to China, I was uh, totally ignorant. <laughs> yeah, you know, we uh, all are. We don't know what to expect in this vast, like, distant land called China, you know? <laughs> exactly. I, I, you, you heard so many stories about China that they eat dogs. That yeah, they, yeah. I, I don't want to say, but they do their necessities on the floor, you know, and all that yes. stuff. Yes, and yes. Every, everybody says the same, but nobody has traveled to China, so nobody knows what they are talking about, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you get I, here and you realize exactly, and and you get to Shanghai, for example, and you get like tons of buildings. Everything is more modern than in Buenos Aires. Shanghai um, is very Western, wow. very Western. Shanghai, very is Western Western. indeed, very Western indeed. Yeah, yeah. You've been here, you know that people yeah. should here and visit also because if not they will stay with the idea of uh, the past you know maybe yeah. the Chinese were like that in the past all those horrible stories or <laughs> yeah. funny stories but once they come here everybody is, uh, gets surprised yeah, yeah China. my mother my father a couple yeah. of friends coming here and they were all surprised about this uh, yeah yeah definitely I think I read somewhere that in the past I think 20 years, China has managed to take some couple hundred million people out of poverty. And it's just changed so much as a nation. And they're, you know, as we all know, they're moving fast. So any preconceived ideas that people have about China, they're all wrong. <laughs> they're all wrong. Exactly, exactly. They, they yeah. are all wrong. Yes, and they are, they are doing a, a good job. You know, there's a lot of, to do, of mm -hmm. course. Like in many countries, yeah. even in my own, I have, I have to say that my yeah. country has a lot of flaws, but China has a lot of flaws, but they are going the right way. Definitely, definitely. So you have joined us today to discuss um, what you do and, and some of the challenges and the people that you work with and just your thoughts on building a startup in China and just this whole surgence now of people coming to China to build businesses and you're just going to share some of your experiences with us. So I'm really excited to, um, to learn more about that. But before we begin, you've touched on it a little bit, but can you tell us a bit more of how you got from Argentina to China <laughs> and, and why? I mean, did you just wake up one day and say, I'm going to put my CV online, I'm moving to China, and that's it? Well, it really all started when I met a, a girl uh, a long time ago. Of course, <laughs> of course right? Of course. Yes. It was like uh, seven, six years ago. I cannot. <laughs> the, the good thing is that my wife is not a wife. Is not a wife. Is not around. Not around. So exact date. So uh, I can say that it was like six or seven years ago. If she uh, were around, she would say, "Excuse me." Uh, she would know the date, the time, the location, yeah, and everything. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but she's not around, so I can say like seven years ago, uh, yeah. we met, uh, we started dating, she was already studying <laughs> to uh, do the foreign affairs uh, office uh, mm -hmm. job yes. for Argentina, so yeah. she was that, on that, on that uh, street or on that That's way, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, she, and she told me from the beginning, if you want to date with me and if we are going to continue with this relation bear in mind that we are going to live abroad i was like okay yeah sure sure yeah. you know when you start yeah. when you start a relation you never know right 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 <laughs> when you start to date, 
but uh, I wanted to hang out with her, so I said, of course, no problem. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, after a while, it, it got serious, and she said, like, okay, I'm thinking of going to China. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, yes, I'm in love with you and everything, but I don't know, China is so far away. Yeah. I got a lot of prejudice, like yeah. we were saying before, right? Mm -hmm. And I heard a lot of stories and what. Uh, we're going to live in a tent or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so okay, we, we she finally we discussed and, and it was like, okay, okay, no, no issues. I love you. Let's go. So wow. after a while, we we got married. And next uh, uh, the next three months, it's like, okay, let's go to China. So it's been already three years here. Yeah? But you're going uh, to move around some more because she's yeah, 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 yeah. going to be yeah. he's eventually going to be a diplomat, right? Like in the diplomatic yes. form. Okay. So of course, of course. Yes, yes, so yes, she'll yes. move so this, maybe this every is the first year. post. Oh wow. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. So yes. wherever so you will move with her. So wherever you move, will you then eventually I guess freelance? So how will you manage your law career? Will you just Well that's a good that's a good question. I'm managing one destination at a time, you know. <laughs> yeah, and obviously doing but very well, very well indeed. For, for the moment, I'm here. Uh, in one year, I think we are going to move or right. a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. So we're not sure yet where, but I'm certain that I'm <laughs> going to get a job related to what I'd like. Yes, but the good thing is that wherever you move, um, the, the, the diplomatic corps will have connections. You will be able to meet people, talk to people. It wouldn't be as difficult to find a job, right? Like it wouldn't be like, okay, like the average person. No, no. <laughs> because Maybe I imagine... the connection will come from the personal side. Because right. Right. after that, I will have to get the job my own. You know, it's like uh, about my, my CV, my references, my, my, I don't know, my work. Mm -hmm. But now I can say that I'm a China expert, as everybody says right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> People yeah, that live yeah. here for three months, 10 years, it's the same. Everybody says I'm a China expert, so I can put it in my CV too. <laughs> no, but what I thought when I first, because you know, I Google everybody, okay? I'm like a stalker. Okay. I, find, I find someone <laughs> I want to work with. And then I go, first I go to LinkedIn and then I Google them and I'm looking for all the information and everything. Like a puzzle, you want to put all the information together. And when I went to your website, what I thought was, really impressive about you is that you're actually working for a Chinese law firm because a lot of the solicitors, lawyers here, what have you, they're working for sort of foreign firms in China, but you're actually working in a Chinese law firm, which I think is really impressive. It's different. It's cool. You know? Well, it is. It is. It is. I, I, I was talking today to a client and it was like saying, I have to adapt to them and yes. they have to adapt to me, right? Because the, the work is so different. The, the way they <laughs> They approach the the job, the work, the clients. Everything is is different. Mm. So I, I'm I'm like in the middle, you know. I work with foreign clients, but in the back I got uh, the Chinese guys uh, working with me. So yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm struggling, but sometimes they do my life easier. You know, you got days and days. You wake up one day and everything is okay and the other day everything is on fire <laughs> it's like that it's like a yeah. roller coaster 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, for those who do not know, Santiago was is my solicitor who's helped me with a few things. <laughs> but I remember, I remember the when when we emailed, I would see sort of the um, the extensions of the email exchanges, and I would see all the Chinese names. I guess your colleagues and the Chinese letters and everything. And I thought, oh my God, he's really working in a Chinese law firm. You know, it's not like a western firm it's a Chinese because there's so many western firms here the British have got their companies and the Americans and everybody's got their law firm here but I think it's um, a different experience to work in a Chinese company in China which is cool yes 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 indeed I, I think that that from that side I'm, I'm taking a lot of experience from uh, being and working here mm -hmm. uh, although I cannot speak Chinese that well they can mm -hmm. speak English so so it's not that Uh, hard to communicate. Sometimes they ask me, what do you speak with them? Well, they, they speak English as we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have, you know, like any normal job, you have your colleagues, you get along with your colleagues, you learn to adapt. And like you said, they're adapting to you and you are adapting to them. But I think there's so much growth in that experience. And, you know, you're going to be living an expat lifestyle for the rest of your life. So it's, it's good foundation for the rest of, the, of what's to come, I guess wherever you go next. Exactly, go, 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 going across the world, then I yeah. can <laughs> come back to Argentina, you know. But you know, every, every, yeah. times have changed because once upon a time, it was the man who was the diplomat and he would jet set all over the world and his wife would come with him, look at this, you see how the pendulum has shifted. Now it's your wife that's becoming the diplomat and you're jet setting with her all over the world. You see how this is different now? Today's generation. Exactly, exactly, and, and I'm I'm glad that's that's changing because uh, good, good, well, good. modern man. Now, <laughs> exactly. Now nowadays, uh, every every tables are turning. You know, finally, it's, it it was about time. Everybody deserves the same respect. Yeah, and I think it's incredible that your wife is um, doing this work as well because I know these foreign tests, I mean, every country's got their own standard, but they're very challenging. They're very difficult, these foreign exams to get into the dipl diplomatic um, core. So she's obviously very good at what she does if she could pass that test. <laughs> she is. She is. Yeah, it's amazing. For sure, she, she studied a lot. <laughs> good. All right. So three cheers for your wife. Good luck. Good. Well done for your wife. <laughs> And so now, let's, so that's how you got here to China. So now you're here. Exactly. Talk to us a little bit about what you do for uh, specifically with startups. How do you help startups here in China? Well, uh, the thing is, uh, we do mostly corporate law mm -hmm. and some labor law. Mm -hmm. uh, we help them mostly understand what is happening here in China. You know, um, they come to us always with a question. Mm -hmm. What should I do? Should I register my trademark? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Should I, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> should, yeah. I, should I establish my company here? Should I sign a contract? Is this company reliable or not? All so, the questions I ask. And I all ask the questions, many yeah, questions. Of course, yeah. of course. But, 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 but that is good. <coughs> I, I prefer those clients that the ones that say, "Ah, oh, no, 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 it's okay. I already done this. I already done that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, show me your contract." And then it's like, "Oh man, come on. Are you sure you signed this? <coughs> Are you sure? You sure you know what it means?" Yeah. <coughs> But, yeah. So we try to help them understand that 
you cannot sell any product to Chinese, at least not anymore. Mm. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, yeah, there are hundreds, <laughs> thousands, millions of people here. Somebody's going to buy my And that's product. the attraction. That's the attraction. Right? That it's such a huge market. And you can exactly. get so caught up in that idea of 1.8 billion people that you really forget it's not going to work out the way you think, you know? Exactly. If, if you're selling something that <laughs> nobody's going to want in your country, why is going to be a Chinese that wants your product, right? If, it's, yeah. if you're not giving them quality, yeah. of course, if, if you are selling something cheap and with quality, it's going to be easier. But if you're going to not give them quality, why are they are going to buy it from you? Yeah. They're not... Uh, like non thinkers they 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 do know they are uh, more intelligent every day about the products from the west you know it's not yeah. that you, you you tell them oh yeah this wine is perfect and then you open it and it's like it tastes very bad and uh, no 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 just drink it no they are, they already have the, their experience with the sharp. Wines, yes right it's, it's it's not that you're the first one trying to sell you're not like Cristobal Colon or someone yeah, exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people underestimate how savvy the Chinese are as business people generally. They and, do. Yeah, they <laughs> underestimate it. And then when they come here, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not like any other country. It's not like India. It's not like Indonesia or Malaysia. It's, it's a completely different ball game here in China. So, yeah. It is, it is. And I think that they have to spend so little money uh, in here and if you are not going to be here at least you will have to spend money on i don't know for example having a chinese employee working for you here that follows up with the orders that follows up with the clients it's not that you just oh, okay i got a quality product then i can sell it no you have to show it you have yeah. to convince the client that it's a good quality uh product and that is the product for them. You have to establish a relation with them. Yeah, definitely. And how important would you say language is? Very important, very important. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge barrier, but I think you can sort it out. Uh, there's always translators, but you have to bear in mind that you have to be patient. You have to be patient. You have to be very patient and come here with time, come here with some money, yeah. and you're not going to sell from the first time. Yes, of course, the language can be very difficult, but once you get to know the other party, as we call it, <laughs> yes. <in> the <laughs> yeah. uh, then it's, it's easier, then it's easier. Yeah, because I, I um, spoke to a Chinese American once who is doing business here, um, a woman, and she said to me, <coughs> um, one of the biggest problems she finds is that people come here to China and they want to do business and they don't know the language. And she says, <laughs> she, thinks, she thinks not only is it slightly arrogant, but she thinks to herself, how do you expect to be successful in a country when you don't even know how to communicate in their language? Yeah, exactly. And everybody, everybody is expecting them to speak in English. Yeah. Why should they speak in English if you're coming to China, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. their country. If you don't like it, you can always go somewhere else. 
<laughs> Definitely. And she was like, you, you do yourself a huge disservice when you don't even know some of the language because how are you going to negotiate the best deals? You're always going to have to rely on someone else to, um, to, to do things for you. So I thought that was an interesting point. Yeah. It is, it is an interesting point, but sometimes it's difficult to learn Chinese. Yeah, but you should at least get a translator to come here. Some, sometimes people go to the, to the factories and like not even with a translator and they pretend to, yeah. <laughs> get to they pretend that the Chinese uh, producer uh -huh. uh, understands everything they are saying and it's not like that. Wow. So what are some of the, <coughs> the biggest or the typical mistakes you see foreigners making here when they're coming to China to fulfill their dream of, of building a business or in these factories, you know, third, third party factories and, and building products, designing products, that kind of thing. Well, if, if we're talking about factories, especially we are talking about everybody thinks that if they are paying a ridiculous price, they will get a good product and yeah. for a cheap price. Right. Yeah. So no, that, that has changed a lot. China mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't have to sell for a ridiculous price. Of course they can sell for a ridiculous price, but that's the product you're going, you're going to get, right? You mm -hmm. tell them like, okay, I want this pen for one uh, US dollar, let's say. Okay, they're going to produce one for one US dollar. And then you said, but I wanted a, a better quality. So you have to pay more, of course. <laughs> It's not yeah. like, so... Uh, the the problem they have sometimes is that they don't adjust the quality they want to the price they are targeting. So, uh, of course, you can pay a hilarious amount of money to get a production mm. of, of of something, mm. but you're going to get that, and you're not going to get the best product for the less for the lower price. So, mm. people have to, have to have to know that. Definitely. We're talking about factories here. So that's, yeah. that's the biggest mistake they make all the time. Wow. Wow. And every nationality is here. You know, I was reading about <coughs> every nationality is here. You've got Indians doing business here, Iranians and, you know, people from all over Africa and the U.S. And so it's really a really dynamic um, market with lots of different kinds of people coming in to, I guess, get their opportunities, so to speak. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I haven't met a lot of people from India or or or, or Indonesia, for example. But yeah. I got more experience from, uh, of course, people from Latin America. That they, they are the guys yeah. that come to me because yes. I speak uh, Spanish, right? <laughs> tell us, yeah, tell us about that. So, what is it like? Because these are people, obviously, from your part of the world, from your culture. And what is it like um, working with them here in China? Working with them, okay. Um, working with Argentinians is a little bit uh, <laughs> stressing because they are... <laughs> yes, yes. Because they think, that, well, all these uh, experiences I'm telling you comes mostly from my country and okay. <laughs> Latin American countries. So yeah. they have no experience in the Chinese market. They come here, they, they bring their wine and they say, oh, this wine is amazing. In Argentina, everybody drinks this, this wine. It's perfect for the Chinese market. Yeah, but who knows it in China? Nobody knows it in China. You cannot sell it like that. It's like, oh, yeah, in Argentina, they all drink it. Who cares? It's Argentina, <laughs> yeah. It's Argentina. It's a, it's a small country. Argentina is the same size as like 
Shanghai. <laughs> the population of Shanghai is half uh, of Argentina. So uh, they, they believe that having this product and bringing it here, it just, okay, I'm going to sell it. Or they, they ask me, oh, yeah, yeah, sell it for me, please. Mm. Believing that I'm going to do that. Firstly, I'm not on the commercial side. I'm, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And then, secondly, it's not as easy as putting it into display and, oh, okay, here you have the best wine from Argentina. No, it's not like that. They are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They are and very how, how improvised. How do you tell them that? How do you tell your own countrymen and women you are wrong? <laughs> how I tell them like, like this, like we're talking <laughs> with you. It, 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 <laughs> At, at yeah. first, it was like, oh, okay, you, I believe you have to do it in another way. And now it's just... You're frank, blunt. Frank, frankly, it's like, <laughs> you are not going to sell this product if, if you don't invest money. I'm sorry yeah. to tell you. Yeah. Bring somebody, <clears throat> come here, sell, travel around China. It's not only Shanghai. There's yeah. a lot of places you can sell your, your wine, but you have to put effort. You have to put money on that. On that. Wow, wow. And are there any, um, obviously you don't have to be specific because you have to protect <laughs> the anonymity of your, anonymity no of your names. No, not at all, not at all. But I just <laughs> mean generally, are Argentinians successful here in, in business in China? There are not so many companies here, so I would say not really. Okay. They, because they, they are the other way they, they, they like more like uh buying here and selling in argentina for of example. course which is what a lot of people do because it's so cheap. Exactly. exactly yeah exactly yeah but i think more and more try to do it and there are some a couple of companies that are doing it correctly but as as i told you they are investing money they mm. have people here and they took the time to understand the chinese market yeah, and I think when you say understand the Chinese market, that, obvi <laughs> that obviously includes understanding that politics is always going to be a part of, of what you do when you do business in China, right? There's no separation of politics and business. It's all one, would you say? Like it's all connected in China? Yeah, yeah. it's like mostly relations and uh, doing business. It's a, the, the famous, as they call it, Quan Chi, you know? Quan Chi, okay. Exactly. Guanxi is like having relations with uh, your counterpart or the other party. So uh, you will have to decide or negotiate the terms of the agreement <coughs> while you have dinner and pai cho. Wow. <laughs> pai cho, no, nobody, maybe nobody knows, but pai cho is a special wine or a special alcohol they drink here. For me, it's just disgusting. But oh, I think I've heard of it. Is it quite bitter? Is it like a bitter kind of drink? It is. It is. It is. Uh, gladly, I, I, I don't do business mostly with Chinese, so I don't have to drink that. But <laughs> people that want to sell or buy something here in China end up drinking that. Wow. Okay. And it's very relational. So you're dealing with, um, you have to build very, very solid relationships first before anything can happen. Exactly. It's, it's all about confidence because although uh, contracts uh, serve a purpose, uh, the relations are before all of this. Mm. Mm. 
And you know what? I, I, I've been learning since just my short time, my 10 months of being in China, despite um, little snippets, I guess, of individualism seeping into Chinese culture, ultimately China is a very collective communal culture at the end of the day. So it's always going to be about the group, about the community, and less so about the individual. Would you agree with that? I think it's I, that. I agree <coughs> that they are very individualistic. I don't mm. know if the, the word is correct. Sorry yeah. if I'm mistaken. Okay. Uh, but uh, they are very nationalists. So okay. They, okay. they protect each other from the foreigners, for example. Yes. yes. But in between them, there are also some pushes, some comes and goes. You know, people from Shanghai are different from other places because from Beijing and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because China is like a continent; it's not a country. I know, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> it can happen, but I think yes, they are a little. For for me, my experience in Shanghai is that they are very individualist, and they they tend to. Uh, put their own goals before everyone else and if somebody steps in they are just going to annihilate you <laughs> exactly, exactly exactly but I think that that's also Shanghai too you know because Shanghai is pretty ruthless I mean it's a big city it's like New York or, yeah. <laughs> or, or London or anywhere else so it's it's got that element of, of ruthlessness doesn't it that you find in other big cities in the world yeah, 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 yeah. It does, it does, it does. It it, ha it has something like to be with the big cities. Yes, I think Buenos Aires has has the same, but I don't know in a minor scale. Uh, I have seen it, but here it's uh, it's getting worse. I think. Really, it's getting worse. Do you think now that China is opening up and it's getting, you know, more more open to the world that that is just going? Do you think the culture is going to change? The reason why I ask that is because, I. I living here in China, I realize how safe it is as a country, particularly for for uh, as a female. You know, it's constantly ranked as one of the safest places to live. Shanghai is always ranked as one of the safest cities for women. Yada yada yada. And people always say this is due to years of communism, right? You know, um, the culture is just not. It's not an aggressive culture. People are still kind of living in a world or in a space where. They're, they're very much afraid of things happening. You know, the, the result of committing a crime means this, 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 that, and the other. But do you think that now that it's opening up, that's going to change? Or do you think the culture is strong enough where that, that won't change? That's a pretty good question. Um, I think they, they are going to open up until it serves a purpose for them. Mm -hmm. if, they don't, if, they, if they don't need the Western world, mm -hmm. they are not going to accept some things. Mm. But they are getting a lot of, uh, from my point of view, right? Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm not the <laughs> the only one here, so yes. everybody has its opinion. Yes. But they are getting the know-how to do a lot of things from abroad and yes. everything. But I have seen more and more that the, the, the subject about the, the visa and everything is getting stricter yes. for people coming from abroad and staying here. So I think, okay, they are opening up to the products, to a lot of things, but in the other sense, okay, we don't want you to live here, right? Yeah. Everything so is very strategic, very calculated. And like you said, it's got to benefit the country, the people. It's everything is sort of well thought out, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I, th I think you are correct in that sense. Yeah. But uh, we will have to wait. I think that they are always uh, changing the direction in, in, in some matters, right? In some other matters, they, they, they know where to go. But mm. I think if they need uh, the foreigners again, then they will loosen the, the visa issue again. And, and, and those comes and goes that they, they, they usually do. Because they have a lot of that also. It's like, oh, it, it, this is not working. Okay, let's go this way. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so they do it. So they do it a lot. <laughs> you know, right now, I, I watch the Chinese news. I try to watch Chinese news every night before I go to bed. It's something I got from my mom. And when my mom was visiting me, <laughs> we, every night she'd watch the Chinese news. And we watch the Chinese news together. So now she's not here. I'm still watching the Chinese news. But now they've got um, the SEO um, trade thing happening now. The Shanghai Economic um, Corporation trade um, meeting happening. So it's like trade with um, India, Pakistan, like Azerbaijan, the former um, Soviet countries and Russia. And they're all here. And I've been following it the way the Chinese media is reporting it. And it's just fascinating to me, you know, because you've got all these, these countries coming in and it just seems like China has relationships with everybody. You know, they're courting everybody i mean there's this big trade agreement happening and this big meeting and they've got india on one side and they've got pakistan on one side and you know these are traditionally enemies but they're yeah. on the table you know because of this big superpower china that's just like courting everyone and then the russians are there and putin is there and he's talking about the relationship and then you've got the trade wars with the u.s and i just sit there looking at the news and i'm i get so involved i, I think it's so fascinating i think it's really fascinating what's happening here in china and how quickly everything is moving and the chinese are just building all it's like it's like spreading their wings literally everywhere in every corner of this planet exactly exactly for for that for that matter, we have to talk about Obor, right? One yeah. belt, one road. Yeah, that is, going, that is happening everywhere, and yeah. um, according to the Chinese, every place is uh, <laughs> important to them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Oh, they everywhere. Are, everywhere. They are building, building ports here, building roads there. Everywhere. And, yeah, little by little, they are taking their strategic points in. South America, Africa, yes. the Caribbean, Europe. my little Caribbean that is so, <laughs> let me tell you, my little Caribbean that is so insignificant in the grand scheme of the world, the Chinese are there and they do everything. Like you said, they're building things and they're giving money and they're giving scholarships and it's just amazing, you know? It's like, what do you exactly. want to do with the little Caribbean? But they have their plan. They know what they're doing. <laughs> um, it's like, a, how do you call it? This animal that's got the tentacles. The, uh, the, is it the octopus? Yeah, the octopus. And it's, just, <laughs> and it's just out there and it's reaching it and it's, it's going wide. So I sit here every night and I'm watching the news and I'm just like, wow, this is pretty incredible. And I want to see where this is all going to lead 10 years from now because is there such a thing as stretching yourself too far? I mean, too wide? Or what, what, what is the motivation? You know, like in Africa, there's all this talk of, um, you know, a new kind of colonialism, for example. This is the talk in Africa. And you know I teach. And when I say, yeah. to, my, when I say to my students, um, the Chinese are the new colonizers in Africa, they get so upset. They're like, no way, we don't do that. <laughs> you know? They're like, no, 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 that's Europeans colonized. We don't colonize, we're Chinese. And it's so funny to hear them 
talk in this way, but they don't associate what they're doing with a kind of colonialism or a neo-colonialism. They see it as they help, we, they help us, we help them. That's the way they see it. Yeah, I think that there are, there's not only one way of colonialism and mm. what the Chinese are doing maybe comes that way. It's very political, this word, though, you know, I, 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 colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. We're we are getting into a, 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 a subject a, a, a little bit messy, but okay. Yes. Um, but I think, I think you got a point there. I think you yeah. got a point there. Because yeah. it's, you know, the Chinese are getting there for a reason, right? They are not just giving the money because they are the saviors of the world, right? They got a business. They got a partner, or they got a related interest in the country or in the resources of the country. You know, yeah, they are they are they are intelligent. They yes. know what is going to happen in like 20 years, 30 years. Their plans are ahead of yes. most of the countries. And when everybody starts to say, "Oh, it's too late," it would be very late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be bad for, for, the, for the world, you know, but I'm saying like it's going to be late to realize what they are doing. Mm, yeah. You know, I interviewed someone on the podcast. Um, this is a plug for those to listen to this particular episode. It's, her name is Stephanie Zhu, and she's um, Chinese, but also sort of American as well. And she's in, in, in um, she lives between... Where is, where is she now? Kenya, South Africa. And one of the things she does is builds relationships between China and Africa in terms of tech. So, for example, companies in China that want to get into different parts of Africa to invest in business. She's kind of acting as a bridge you know, her organization. That's one of the many things that she does. And it's so interesting to see her as a Chinese person in Africa, traveling around, learning about Africa, being exposed to, you know, the different businesses and working in like cryptocurrency and so on. And it just shows you the dynamic and how much things are changing because she obviously saw her and the people that she's working with obviously see the potential that there are a lot of Chinese people who want to develop and want to invest in businesses all over Africa, but they don't always know what to do or where to start. And there's a whole niche there that's completely untapped and that's what she's doing. So it's, it's interesting to see that happen too. Exactly. What's her view on, on, this, on this subject of uh, China going to different countries? Or you know, one, one, I don't one. know. We didn't talk yeah. about it because when, but I would love to, I would love to um, have her back on the podcast and talk to her about <laughs> when she's done because she's living there now. But the topic of our discussion at the time was about um, building communities because that's what she's very um, good at. That's what she's known for and how to build really good, solid, impactful communities. But I think now that she's there and she's traveling around, it would be interesting to hear her views, you know, what are your thoughts on all the Chinese people in Africa now? And, you know, as a person who looks visibly Chinese, what, what are people saying? What, you know, it's, it's just, it would be interesting to get her perspective on that as well, because I know there are some African people who kind of think, well, hmm, we, we don't, we, we, they're very skeptical of the Chinese being there. And then you have some other people from Africa who think, well, it's great, you know, it's good for Africa. So it would be interesting to get a Chinese perspective. So I don't know. But exactly, fact, information firsthand. Yeah, but the fact that she has this China Africa Tech um, 
outlet that's there and that's trying to bring people together and build bridges, it just speaks volumes about the relationship in business alone that's happening between China and um, Sub-Saharan Africa. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Interesting Invite time. Her. <laughs> Invite her. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I have to, Go for you it. know what, round table. We have to have a round table discussion with you and her. I think it would love to. Yeah, it will be great to hear you hear you guys discuss it. But going back to startups and business, so you said when it comes to factories, um, some of the biggest, you talked about some of the mistakes there. What about people like myself, like just like real proper startup people who are um, developing businesses from scratch? And, you know, we're in China and we want to we wanna get the Chinese dream going, so to speak. What are some of the mistakes that people like me make when we're trying to um, develop businesses here in China? Well, for for startups, I I don't know if they're making mistakes, but yeah. I think it it comes from the same side. Some sometimes they they fall off because they don't have the budget, you know, and that's that's something uh, I don't like because there are a lot of good projects going on mm -hmm. there, and a lot of people putting emphasis on that. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's it's difficult to get to the correct. Uh, investor, as to say, mm. maybe that that's the, that's the, that's the, the the mistake they make. They yeah. they try to get as soon as possible an investor that's going to get them the money, and they they promise a lot of uh, things, but then it's just uh, smoke, <laughs> just smoke. Wow. It's just... You know exactly. Mm. So uh, be careful about who are you teaming with. Yeah. Who's going to be your partner? What are the conditions they are going to put to build the business together? You know? Yeah. So the thing is, be careful. Be careful about that. Yeah. I remember being at an event one and I met once and I met a lot of people there who, you know, Italians, French, Germans, a lot of young people who mainly guys starting businesses where it was in manufacturing or engineering. But what I found all of them had in common was their business partner was a Chinese person. So exactly. they made sure that they had someone on the ground. And it was usually someone that they had worked with. So I remember, for example, meeting some guys who worked together in Germany in one of the big German companies, and they were colleagues. He was Chinese. He was Italian. And they, want, they had an idea to start like this company that made chips or whatnot. And his partner, business partner, well, his colleague at the time was like, we can produce those dirt cheap in China. They came here started the business, da, 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 da. but he was like, you know, it's only because I've got him. Otherwise I couldn't possibly, you know, do anything on my own. So I noticed that's something that, um, that's a smart move. That's a clever move. Got to have someone who understands. It is, it, it is, it is a smart move, but you have to find the right one. <laughs> As uh, for love, you have to find the right one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, don't, don't rush. That's, that's my advice. Don't rush. Yeah. Try to find somebody, build the relation, see how he is, and even though, protect yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And what, so what do you think is going to happen? What are your predictions for the future? Do you think there's just going to be loads and loads of people moving here from all over the world to start businesses and they're going to be very lucrative, very successful? Or do you think it's just a wave and it's going to kind of temper itself out? I think most of the money is trying to go abroad nowadays. So the investment is going the other way. Okay. Uh, a lot of years ago, of course, people were coming here. They were 
doing great. Of course, the big corporations are always to, uh, going to make money here. But uh, for the small, medium-sized, uh, they have to be careful. Maybe, yeah. maybe they, can, they can do it, but there are some places that are already saturated with products and you cannot sell over that. Mm. So um, try to be reasonable about if it's good to sell here, try to do a marketing research. Uh, before you start uh, bringing your products and investing money here, mm. I think of of course there there's always going to be people here to sell something, right? There's yes. a, a lot of people, yeah. but as we said before, you have to know where, when, and to who. My goodness, yeah. And you know, as you know, this podcast really um, focuses it centers women. So let's talk about women for a little bit. Do you have a lot of female clients, business clients? Business <laughs> clients, mm. uh, yes, I would say 50-50 maybe. Wow, okay. What, what, I, what I can tell you that everybody, uh, until this Monday, everybody in my office was a woman. Of course, really? not myself, not myself. <laughs> <laughs> not yourself. So, and these are, and then would you say, there are a lot of foreign women coming to China to, to get in on the action as well, to get in on, on what's happening here. Women yes, have, of know. course, of course. There are, there are lots of great women coming here. Mm-hmm. That's my wife. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, yeah you, you, can see, you can see them all over. I, I, I go to a gym to practice boxing and I see a lot of women. Yeah, here. yeah. Yes. There are, I think there are a lot of women here. And, you know, I've met quite a few um, women here at events and they say to me that they're experiencing a success here in their business these are women who started businesses here whether they may be chinese american or just you know um taiwanese women or just women from different parts of the world women from different parts of africa and other parts of asia who said to me they've experienced a level of success here that they would have never experienced back home and i think that's that's very telling about china perhaps that a lot of women are coming here and feeling like they, they can they have more opportunity here to be successful at business than maybe back home in their own countries. So. Well, yeah, I think China in that sense, uh, it's not, there, there's not so much discrimination in that sense, you know, between yeah. men and women. Yeah. Or I, I haven't heard about that. I haven't, I haven't heard about other type of discrimination, but for, yeah. for, for the foreigners, I think... The, most of the people don't like us, but it's the same if you're a man or a woman. So yeah, <laughs> he yeah. doesn't care about that's, that. But but I think yeah, 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 yeah. In that sense, the the the, the, the women in general can can do a great job here, and, and they get a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for women in China. I always tell people China's got the most self-made female billionaires in the world. So something's got to be happening if all these women are producing, you know, making these big businesses and, and having all this money. And I have read that it's because, you know, the, the gender thing, it exists, obviously. We're not going to say it doesn't exist, but it just seems like it's easier for a woman to build a business here or scale a business here than it is in, in other parts of the world or even in the West. So that's, that's interesting. And I wonder if that's because 
you don't have like countries in the west have a lot of systems in place which come with barriers and maybe some prejudices and maybe because china is everything is very new you don't have all of that yet i wonder if that's a part of it i don't know yeah it, i think that's that's a subject you know more than i do <laughs> you yeah. have talked with a, a lot of entrepreneurs here yeah it could be. I, 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 have, i haven't i haven't asked myself about that because I don't care if my clients are men, women. Of course not. Of whatever. Course yeah. So I just, I just want them to be successful so we can be successful together. So Absolutely. But it's, it's the, an interesting phenomenon because coming from the West where there's a lot of talk of female empowerment, for example, and then you come to a country like China and you see all these successful businesswomen, it just makes you wonder, hmm, what's going on? It's, it's just different. It's different. It's different. Well, maybe they are living in the future, right? In that sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they are for sure. And <clears throat> before you leave us, what advice or words of encouragement do you have specifically for anyone who is listening into this podcast? Because there are a lot of women who listen into this podcast who come from different parts of the world who are very keen to source products, for example, because women are big with e-commerce platforms. That's a big thing for women. And they want to source their products in China and that kind of thing. What words of encouragement or advice do you have to offer them before they come to China that you haven't well, already said? Before, before coming to China, well, be, be ready to be surprised, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> be ready to be surprised. Yeah. And have a lot of patience. Have a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. patience give, give your patience give your time and never fall back <laughs> never fall back wow so always no, no, no. always keep your poker face then to be serious yeah of course of course yeah 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 always keep your poker face and and, and just try it just try it it's, it's it's a good experience it's a good experience to be here mm. uh you have to be courageous mm. but i think in the end it pays up yeah would you say it's it's much more difficult to negotiate negotiate deals here than in maybe other places i think the chinese are pretty tough are <laughs> pretty tough really because yeah. i mean yeah. you're in these as a, as an attorney you're in these negotiations so you're you're seeing them you know so you would say it's it's very difficult here It is very difficult because if it doesn't serve them, mm -hmm. like a business doesn't serve the Chinese, they're going to say, oh, okay, I'm not interested. Or they stop talking to you directly. Wow. So, wow. yeah, 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 it is, it is, it is. Yeah. So they are pretty tough. They are pretty tough. You, you have to have always like uh, something to tempt them, something. You need under. some bait, some bait. Exactly. Mm. Well, some, some good stuff to tempt them to tell them like, oh, I got this that you want. Yeah, but no, you are in a you in a very curious posi a position, a very privileged position because, you know, I would love to be a fly on a wall in these meetings, you know, and just listen in and hear what's happening because negotiating is a is an art form and it's some people are so good at it, and if you're saying they're very very difficult, it'd be that'd be exciting to experience, I think. 
Well, maybe I can invite you to one. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's all in Chinese, so I probably wouldn't understand. Most of it is in Chinese, so I wouldn't understand. Yeah, mostly in Chinese, but yeah. we, we speak a little bit of English because, you know, uh, I, I, I am there, and if I need to understand, they need to speak a little bit of English for me. <laughs> yeah, but the first few times you experienced negotiating deals, were you kind of shocked? Did it take a while to kind of get over it? Or was it like, okay, this is different, and you just kind of got on with it? Um, ha, ha, ha. that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, 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 because the things were going one way and then they started going the other way, you know, yeah. they were not, they were not clear about a lot of things, yeah. but then we got to the point, so that it, it took me a while to, to understand where we were going, but then after a while you start to, to know that they are going to do all this, this going around to, to rust you off a little bit. Yeah. And try try to get you into the final negotiation when when they want you, when they got the time because they got the time they are here they got the time yeah. and you know that you're just visiting uh, for my clients I'm talking about my clients they are just visiting sure and they they got a limited time yeah. to negotiate here mm-hmm. and once they 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 are not here it's even more difficult to negotiate from abroad. Yeah, but you know, I really believe that all this experience that you have here, you know, one day you might start your own business because when you're done, you you will have a second MBA by the time you're done with your um <laughs> in China. You're you're doing MBA number two now, and you don't even realize it. You know, I think you. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I can take it as that. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. I think I'm just now surfing the experience, uh, trying to enjoy as much as I can. And not thinking about that. Yeah, after a while, I think I, I, I will start thinking, okay, where are we going next? No, what because I, I, bet you, I bet you if you go right now, if your wife, if your wife, you know, they told her, you have to go back to Argentina now for this very important assignment. I bet you if you walked into a uh, top law firm in Buenos Aires and you tried to work with them now, you would be, a, you would be like a fish out of water just because you've been here. You know what I mean? You would be... You would, it'd be different for you going back, don't you think? Because of everything you've learned from being in such a different environment here. In yes, yes, indeed, indeed. indeed. Yeah, they'd be, like, the they'd be like, they'd be like, Santiago, we don't do that here. What are you saying? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> do you have dumplings for lunch? Yes, no. <laughs> No, but that that's so cool, and I, I I honestly I see you starting a business one day. You have to, you have to, you have to. I will, I will, I will. I, I still have time. You I got a lot time. of time. Yeah, well, incredible, <laughs> incredible. Well, thank you so very much for sharing. I really enjoyed this conversation, and um, for sharing your knowledge and your information and just your general experience of, of being here in China and working with businesses and startups and people from your country as well. And thank you for all the work that you do because you help people like me. <laughs> and you've been incredible, you know, with people like me. For those who do not know, yes, he is my solicitor as well and he's amazing and he answers all 100 million of my questions and he's just a really cool chap. So I'm so glad that he's around. That's um, why I'm here. Yeah. Um, 
to guide me along with all the questions. Thanks to you for inviting me. I really enjoyed it too. I think I was going to make a mess, but no, you were pretty good. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were brilliant as expected. So thank you so much for all the work you do and helping all of us crazy people who have our ideas and want to do crazy things and don't always know where it's going to go. You kind of keep us in line like, ah, are you sure you want to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. So it's, it's incredible. So thank you so much. And I would love to have you back again and maybe we can do something. Um, I'll definitely propose the idea to Stephanie about, you know, having some kind of discussion about China and Africa and business. I think that will be a really interesting discussion to sure, have. Sure, sure. I'm free to do it again. And yeah. having a round table would be amazing. Yeah, so thank you again. And that is all, lovely ones. So I hope you have learned something new, um, gained some insight into business here in China, what it's like to do business in China. Um, uh, as a foreigner himself working here, Santiago is giving you his own experience. So it's, it's a very layered and nuanced experience doing business here in China. So like he said, be careful, do your homework and get in touch with him. How can people get in touch with you if they want to connect with you, if they want to ask questions, if they want to get your service, how can they reach you, your website, your well, email address? I have the website from the, from the our Chinese uh, law firm. It's mm -hmm. www dot chinainlaw.com pretty mm -hmm. easy yes and then you can write me an email at santiago it's s-a-n-t-i-a-g-o dot biamilo is b-i-l-l-a-m-i-l at chinainlaw.com perfect perfect okay guys that's it thank you so much santiago and until next time bye for now